Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and we've got a lot of good stuff for you today. Thank you for joining us, as always, as we get in through this week, and we got a short week. Uh, the 49ers, you know, we're playing Saturday evening versus the Rams. That game got flexed into the Saturday 5.15 p.m. Uh, slot versus the Rams, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, playoff implications on the lines for both teams. The Rams still statistically uh, available to be in the playoffs as the sixth seed. All they have to do is win out, and they have to have the um the Vikings lose a game and if that happens they can get in there if they lose both games they're in so uh do or die time for the Rams so they got a lot to play for the 49ers obviously dropped down to the 5 seed and you know if we went through <laughs> ESPN has a pretty cool playoff uh predictor where you can go through and fill out all the different scenarios and kind of figure all those things out and so I did want to address just a little bit of misinformation that I had uh that I gave after the Falcons lost and here the deal 
It is statistically possible, even though very, very doubtful, that the 49ers can still um, lose versus the Rams, beat the Seahawks, and not win the NFC West. There is a statistical component in there based on strength of victory, which is the fifth element in the divisional tiebreaker to where uh, the 49ers can, uh, in fact, beat the Seahawks still and not win the NFC West. So uh, now that's not likely, but that is a small possibility. So just in case that does happen, I did want to uh, just get everything out there and be completely upfront with what's going on. But uh, make no mistake, the 49ers season in the NFC West Championship and all of those things is going to come down to Week 17. Yes, this is an important game. Yes, the 49ers need to win this game. However, uh, you could still win the division without it. So, uh, But you want to go out there and win. One, it's a division opponent. Uh, it's the reigning NFC West or NFC I guess champions and how sweet would it be to send them home <laughs> showing who is going to be uh, the leader of this division for the future and for times to come you, you can leave that stamp on the Rams right now being the team that sends them home which is what you want to do uh, right now we do have our targets on our back and you look at the schedule and what the 49ers have gone through <laughs> That's three straight games that have come down to the final play of the game. Uh, you know, with the Falcons, obviously, which we just witnessed. Uh, the week before that, we had the Saints and then the Ravens right there. So uh, three games in a row that all came down to the final play. And you're looking at, you know, two of the best teams with the Ravens and the Saints in the NFL and then the Falcons who yeah, you definitely can't make that claim. They have not beaten a lot of teams. And so who are these 49ers? We're still trying to figure that out because with glimpses, they've been the best team in the NFL by far. And I think that you could still make that claim that they are, in fact, the best team in the NFL. You know, uh, most points scored in the NFC, the defense looked amazing for the first eight weeks, and they've struggled since then. But you go back to that Green Bay game, which was only four weeks ago. That's November 24th when that game was played. So less than a month ago, and you beat the Packers 37-8. to Where's that team at? Um, what's it going to take to get back to that position for the 49ers defense? The offense, I'm not too worried about. Uh, yeah, versus the Ravens, they put up 17. Versus the Falcons, they put up 22. Could they have done more? Yes. But if a 22-point outing is uh, the worst offensive game that you're going to have out there, that's okay. You're going to win some games in the playoffs. You win with great defensive play and a strong running game, and I think that the 49ers have both of those components. We just got to get the defense back on track. Now, what is that going to take? Is it personnel? Because, you know, with the news that's going on, um, here's the thing, and this is kind of crazy. Uh, Richard Sherman's full go for Saturday. He's not even on the injury report. They took him off. Uh, he, he's out there. Kwan Williams, he's playing. He's full go as well. So you're getting two members back in your secondary. Now, D. Ford has been ruled out. Chikwaski Tart has been ruled out, and so has Julian Taylor. So you're still not at full strength, and I think D. Ford is that key piece. You go back to our dominant defensive performances early on. D. Ford had a hand in all of those. He just provided that extra little bit on third down to get the defense off the field. Even though he was only playing 20 to 25 snaps, 
uh, he provided that kind of, he was the X factor, if you will. You know, Nick Bosa's out there doing his thing, and congrats to him in the Pro Bowl. You know, um, amazing what he has been able to accomplish in such a short time. Nick Bosa's the first defensive starter for the Pro Bowl, all the way back till Patrick Willis. Yes, Eric Reed was named to the Pro Bowl as a backup, not a starter, but uh, that's that's pretty rich history right there, uh, and he totally deserves it. Now, you have to also say Eric Armstead got screwed over uh, <laughs> big time with not getting named to the Pro Bowl at all as even a reserve player. Uh, you know, you got somebody like Fletcher Cox in there over him, who I love Fletcher Cox, but if you look at the numbers this year, definitely doesn't fit that. And the Pro Bowl every single year is kind of a, how do you say this? It's a popularity contest. It's 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 a high school popularity contest. It's what it is. But uh, Sherman gets named to the Pro Bowl. So does Kittle and Juszczyk all as starters. So we're going to have four representatives, um, two from each side of the ball, that are going to be at the Pro Bowl. And that's kind of key with what's going on with the 49ers. Just a representative of, you know, how this team is done. And that's something to be celebrated. Now, uh, let's jump in a little bit. Let's change uh, pages here a little bit. And let's go into perhaps not so good territory. So as you can see, if you're watching live on Periscope or Twitter or YouTube or Twitch, we have the game parts of the game film up. Uh, now, here's the deal. And again, as I always say, Periscope, or sorry, my Patreon account, if you want to go through these game breakdowns, the game film breakdowns, that is available for you. Just head over to Patreon, type in 49ers Rush Podcast, and uh, that's going to be available for you to join there. Just join the Frank Gore tier. It's $8 a month. You can also get to it by going to NinersRush.com, which you see on the page there. Uh, You'll see a a thing on the right side. And I got to say, Lots of big things going on with the 49ers Rush podcast. Uh, man, we are collecting quite the team. Uh, Devin has stepped up mightily. Just want to give a shout out to him and helping getting more video up on across all things. We've got a IG page now, guys. Instagram, 49ers Rush podcast. Look that up. Join us over there. We're posting more videos there. We've got a LinkedIn page, and we are just trying to expand this bad boy. Um, we are. It's crazy what's happening. Uh, really, really excited, and you know, hosting all kinds of interviews with people out there that are wanting to join the team and this is wonderful so just want to say thank you uh, for the audience because without you guys this sure as hell doesn't happen and you know it took three and a half years to get to the point where it was ready to take off and I just want to say thank you again really do appreciate the support and hit the up arrow or up arrow the up thumbs button wherever you are Uh, let's get started so a um, couple questions. How will Julian Taylor fill in for DJ Jones? He's not. Uh, he will not this week. Contavious Street and Sheldon Day and Solomon Thomas will be occupying that role again as Julian Taylor is still out with that elbow issue. He is not going to be going um, this week. So uh, they are definitely holding back. And you can say the same thing for the Seahawks as well. This is prime for every. <laughs> Listen to the Seahawks. Uh, I know we're not playing Seahawks this week, but listen to their uh, injuries, okay? These are all people that did not practice. Bobby Wagner, Jadavian Clowney, Shaquille Griffin, Dwayne Brown, Al Woods, Quandre Diggs, and Kendricks. So they're out seven starters, uh, maybe maybe eight starters. So uh, both teams very, very banged up. Very curious to see how that's going to go long term. Um, I'm sure most of those players are going to be healthy. And if you remember, um, you know, we get them. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I 
football is a game. You know, as a coach, you I would always use the thing. You know, football football doesn't build character; it reveals character. And what I mean by that is, you are who you are, and it's through these tests and trials that you go through that you figure out what type of man you are or you're going to become. And week seventeen is that. And are you the team that looks forward and we get stuck with the Rams, who we have clearly shown we are better than and we match up very, very well with? Or are we the team that's going to go out and just say, look, we have an opportunity to shut a division rival and end their season, and we're not going to allow the Seattle stuff to get in our way. And we'll deal with Seattle when they get here. Because regardless, even if we went out and we're the number one seed, which the 49ers control their own destiny, you're going to have to play some very difficult matchups. Even if we get that first round bye, um, you're talking about that divisional game and then the NFC Championship game. Those aren't easy at all. So a uh, lot of stuff coming your way. Really, really excited about this. Uh, John, Manscaped is the truth, brother. My wife thanks you. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you, Niner by Nature. And again, as always, Manscaped.com. Uh, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and get 20% off and free shipping for all your manscaping needs. If you want to look good below the belt, Manscaped.com. They got everything that you need. Thank you so much for that. Um, do you think Alexander will be back for the NFC Championship game? I think it's pretty cool what Quan Alexander's done. Um, you're talking about a six-plus month injury with a torn pec, and he's already out there running and getting back in shape. Now, lower body work, uh, workouts and running and all that thing's one thing. Uh, the pec has to heal. Now, it's scary. If he's able to come back, we want him back. And so if he clears the medical and all that stuff, you want him back out there on the field. However, you do not want it to be a situation where – you could put the next season in jeopardy. Sometimes you have to protect these players from themselves. You, you do not want to ruin a guy's career. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, Tom Coughlin just got fired and for all the fines and forcing players to do things they weren't supposed to do and all that stuff. You don't want that situation because as soon as you turn into the team that ruins players like the Redskins or the Jaguars or the Giants, Players don't want to come play for you. And then you have to overpay just to get free agents in. Uh, it's a bad you know, locker room, all those things. And so first and foremost, you have to uh, remove the player from the team setting and say what's best for Quan Alexander. That's what you have to do as a coaching staff. So uh, Quan's going to – he's a gladiator. He'd be out there today if he could. I know he would be. He's amazing. That's his, And you want that mentality, but this is the job of the coaching staff. What's best for him long-term should be best for the 49ers long-term, and those things should come together. Um, and so we'll have to wait and see. But it looks promising. It really, really does. He can't come back until that eight-week window has been occupied. And again, if it's going to be pretty telling what's going to happen because the 49ers only have one more player on injured reserve that they can activate for the year. And so you already brought back Contavious Street. He got 11 snaps. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but you only get to bring back one more. So Jason Verrett's out there. Um, I don't think that's going to really happen. So we'll just have to wait and kind of see what's going on. Chris, uh, I like the shirt, John. Thank you. <laughs> if you want the uh, 49ers Rush podcast shirt and much more like this, just head over to NinersRush.com. Click on gear at the very, very top, and you can kind of design your own. Uh, my wife, my kids got shirts. You can make hoodies out of it. The logos are all on there. You can kind of play around with exactly what you want. Uh, that's all available for you guys just over at NinersRush.com. Got to look good. Got to represent the podcast, right? Um 
Jared Goff listed as questionable. I believe it's thumb, not for certain. Yes, that's correct. It's his throwing hand um, came down on the helmet on a pass, and I do think that he is going to play. I don't think that that's. I mean, I'd love to go out there against Blake Bortles, and I, <laughs> but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Goff, their playoff, their season's on the line. And if they lose this game, they are done. So fully, fully expect him, uh, Jared Goff, to be active. Chris, I love this right here. I've been saying this all the time on Twitter. This was a trivia question a few episodes ago. 1981, I'm stealing this from you, Chris Mays. Thank you for putting this in the comments, brother. Uh, 1981, third season under Walsh, Super Bowl champions. Um, 2019, third season under Shanny, 13-3. and three. Also, Super Bowl champions. Yeah, we could have those same records. And Walsh, again, First two seasons with the 49ers losing records, finally gets in the win column. Shanahan, first two seasons losing records, finally gets in the winning column. Why not, baby? Uh, let's copy and paste the 1981 season. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, rain is likely. Goff is going to have how many fumbles? Small hands. He does have tiny hands. I remember the when they were measuring the combine video uh, for like three days, talked about his hands. Yeah, hopefully that's going to be the case. But to be honest with you, you know, if whether you're looking at this from a player, coach, or fan perspective, you gotta say, look, I don't I don't give a shit about the Rams. I don't care who's playing. I don't care what they do. This is all about us on the defensive side. And Nick Bosa, who is you know, continually not only just playing great football, he's turning into a fan favorite. Uh, you know, if you listen to his speech or interview after the game, whatever you want to call it, not at the podium, but in the locker room. He just put the blame 100% on himself, and he said, this game's on me. I didn't get off. I didn't win my one-on-ones. I had missed assignments. I didn't get to the quarterback fast enough. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I have to play better. And you love that mentality for a guy who played awesome. You know, We'll get into the pro football focus grades, but he had five pressures, one sack, one quarterback hit, and three hurries. So he's doing his job, and we're getting a lot of pressures. Uh, Eric Armstead had seven total pressures, Bosa five. Uh, DeForest Buckner had eight pressures. It's just not finishing it. You're allowing guys like Matt Ryan, which you'll see here in a few of these plays, scramble and be able to get out past the pocket and make plays on his own. You can't do that against somebody like Matt Ryan. You really, really can't, especially whenever you look at who's coming up in the future. You've got to be able to get out there and make those plays. So, yeah, hopefully rain does happen. That would benefit us. We've played a lot of games in the rain so far this year. L.A. obviously hasn't been from L.A. Um, but, no, you, the rains, that, that's a that's – a, we love it. <laughs> I, I approve this message. I want more rain. I would love this. Uh, John, how do you feel about not going after Suggs after the loss to Atlanta? Um, Sean, I think that they did put a claim in him, but he went to the Chiefs before us, and Kyle Shanahan said, uh, you know, that he, we're going to do whatever we can to make our our players better, uh, make our team better, and he's done a lot of good things. I just love the fact that Suggs did not go to the Ravens. I, I <laughs> um, Yeah, but uh, Kansas City had the waiver priority ahead of us because their record isn't as good as ours, and so they were able to get him before us um let's see here adding to the seattle uh disappearances is that josh gordon ben yeah you go back to the 49ers game josh gordon didn't play a lot of snaps but he had three crucial third down catches and so they that, that's a huge hit there oh pun intended it wasn't intended but as i said it i kind of yeah huge hit josh gordon 
I don't know if that's bad to make jokes about, but hey, man, that's funny. All right. Uh, do you think Nick Bosa is going through growing pains considering it's still his first season? Nick Bosa is not going through any growing pains. He graded out positive in every single category, and you watch the game film. He is everywhere. Now, is he getting the sack numbers that he had? No. Teams are not holding the ball against the 49ers. They're not. Every team. It doesn't. You look at the Falcons, okay? They are one of the longest, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this correctly, they hold on to the ball the longest in the pocket, more than almost any team in the NFL. They sure as hell didn't do that against the 49ers. The blueprint has been made for how to beat this defense. It's get the ball out quick. It's just get the ball out quick. And so you can go back to you know any of these games that have happened in the rare future Starting with the Seattle Seahawks. No, go back before that. You start week nine with the Cardinals, okay? And the 49ers go out and they win 28-25. But you give up 25 points for the first time this season. You made it through the first eight weeks with no team getting past 20 points. Since we played the Cardinals, every team but one has gotten past 20 points. And it's all been the exact same thing. Get the ball out quick. Two and a half seconds pass the ball. That's it. You can't hold it longer than that because this pass rush will get to you. So that is huge because what's happening is teams are just snap and go, snap and go, snap and go. And every team's done that against us. The Saints were the best at it, and that's why they put up uh, 46 points. Now they lost, but that's a big deal. So they're getting rid of the ball quick. So you can get pressures. You can do all those things. You can try to disrupt the passing game. But the problem is this. We're still backing up our coverage. And I can't stand that. If teams are going to be throwing these quick passes, get up there and disrupt the timing. But Robert Sala is not adjusting at all. Uh, <laughs> I just finished the full hour breakdown of the defensive end, what you guys are watching there, but you can't hear me in my frustration. <laughs> um, Robert Sala, man, just not adjusting. He's not adjusting at all. And uh, he lost this game for us against the Falcons. There's no doubt about that. You let one person beat you, that's coaching. You can scheme and take away a player. You can. And you're going to see, even on the last drive of the game, you see Julio Jones running 10-yard routes and nobody was in five yards of him at any point. Um, just because they moved him to the number three wide receiver inside on trips formation, we didn't know how to go up against that. Like we were just like befuddled. Oh wow, Julio Jones is the number three wide receiver. I guess we'll just let him go free. Uh, meanwhile, let's double team the tight end on the back side. Like <laughs> it's just you have to be able to understand what's going on. And on that touchdown play, we allowed them to manipulate it. And the three defenders that they attacked for the touchdown were Marcel Harris, a backup. DJ Reed, a backup. Emmanuel Mosley, a backup. Now, I think all three of those players are quality players, but still, why not make an adjustment um, to do something special or to do something, put your best on best? And Dre Greenlaw, sorry, not DJ Reed. Dre Greenlaw was in there. Um, yeah, and I, you, you got to find a way, and, and that's coaching. It really, really is. Do you see any evidence that Sala can make any adjustments if our pass rush doesn't get home? We haven't seen it yet, Nick. 
We really, really haven't. He had all game to try to do something different. You know, he likes to blitz Fred Warner in that B gap and overload the opposite side. Um, but that's really about it. I don't understand why you don't do some press coverage and just put a safety over the top of Julio Jones. Uh, he tried to bracket it, but it was a loose bracket. What bracket coverage is, is it's a form of double team, but you have one defender that takes the inside route away and one defender that takes the outside route away, but it was an off bracket, which means the closest defender to Julio Jones in a lot of those places is seven yards off the ball. And so, and it was very clear um, the safety was going to take the outside break or, or the inside break. And so they would just run a seven yard out route and it was wide open. I don't understand why you don't try to disrupt at the line of scrimmage. And you could say, well, that's what Richard Sherman does and he wasn't out there. That's fine. But you've got some big corners. You know, Akella Witherspoon's 6'3". Does he like to hit? Hell no, he doesn't. He's allergic to it. Um, he got a concussion in his rookie year by diving at a player, missed him, and went straight into the turf with his helmet because he just does not like to hit, and he's scared of it. And he's gotten better. He's improved. But even at the line of scrimmage, like he does not like contact at all. Um Emmanuel Mosley much more so, but he doesn't have the physical gifts that Akello has to be able to regroup if he misses. But it doesn't matter. Put him on the line and tell him to hit Julio Jones and put somebody over the back just in case he misses. Take their best player away. Take their best player away. And in the plays where you'll see sacks from Eric Armstead uh, or from Sheldon Day or from Nick Bosa, it's because they were able to actually get good coverage on Julio Jones. So that's kind of key. Um, that's what it's going to be. So, yeah, I don't know why they don't bump them. We have physical corners. We draft big corners. So I don't know why we don't do that. DJ Reed was one of the best uh, kind of press man corners in college football at Kansas State. So get that kid out there. Uh, we'll have to see what's going to happen there. Um, what uh, were the Cowboys able to do to stop the Rams? I have not gotten into that film. Uh, that game was during the 49ers game, so I didn't get to watch it yet. Uh, tomorrow's podcast, I'll be back with you guys. I'm going to have a long film night and a long film uh, day tomorrow. Really excited about that. will be our full scouting report and our bets of the week, which I'm really, really excited about. There's a lot of good bets out there. So, uh, we, Nick, we're going to be covering everything from that game. And I do want to take just a quick second to thank our sponsors mybookie.ag they've been with us all year baby uh, <laughs> these guys are the best and we've got some movement on the Rams and 49ers line uh, the money just came out heavily for the 49ers and that spread was at six and a half now it's up to seven so the 49ers are minus seven the money lines at 44 and a half I'm liking uh, the over on that one uh, big time big time big time with the way the defense hasn't been able to stop anybody and the 49ers scoring the most points in the NFC even during this tough stretch uh, I love the over on this yeah I get the first time we played it was a low scoring affair but these are two different teams right now they really really are um, so uh, what I need you to do is head over to mybookie.ag that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E .ag and use promo code 49ers49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit. So if you haven't started to count and you haven't been betting with us, come on. 
Let's go. Come join us. It's fun. You can bet for as little as $5, $1 on a lot of these things, and they've got all kinds of lines. AFC division odds, NFC division odds, first half lines, who's going to make the most field goals, even our odds scoring. It's a lot of. It's a very fun way to get involved, and if football betting's just not your thing, I get it. Um, they got blackjack. They've got all kinds of different things, and it's very easy to get money in and get money out. Um, if you're one of those people that just wants to bet and get your money out super fast, you can uh, play and bet in Bitcoin which transfers automatically and it's even more crazy because it's bitcoin but uh, that is an option for you as well so just want to say thank you to mybookie.ag the number one sports book online they are the best and they have everything so head over there use promo code 49ers and our, our episode tomorrow we're going to have two separate bets, a safe bet and kind of a crazy heavier payout bet. Parlays are a great way if you want to bet small but win big. Uh, that's a fun way. Uh, we've hit on several parlays, I think four or five so far this year. Um, we, we've done really, really well. We missed last week with the 49ers one, but that's okay. Um, any thoughts on what um, will Lynch and Shanahan do if we fall short of getting to the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, I think that we're constantly seeing, and this is a very young roster, it really, really is. You look up and down. Uh, you've got Joe Staley, who's relatively old, and you've got Richard Sherman, who's relatively old. Outside of that, everybody's pretty stinking young. Uh, there's not really a lot of age on this roster. The salary cap is going to be interesting next year, and we're going to spend a whole bunch of time on all that stuff in the offseason. Really, really excited about that. Uh, just because I, I do think that we have the best salary cap guy in the NFL in Parag Maroth. He loves players that bet on themselves, and he makes heavy bonuses, which, you know, Richard Sherman. When we signed Richard Sherman to that $36 million deal, everybody was like, what the hell? He's washed up all these things. But if you looked at the deal, and I broke it down extensively, and it said, look, the only way that he's going to get paid is if he balls out and makes the Pro Bowl every year. And guess what? He's done it. And so you're getting what you paid for. It's very easy if you look from a metrics perspective that uh, he's the second best quarter in the NFL. You can make that argument just from a numbers perspective. Now, I think he's probably top five, maybe top ten. But, um, you know, if he was out there, who he hasn't given up a damn touchdown all year, uh, which is huge. So, you know, he missed this one game. He should have been out for a month. He's going to be back out there this week versus the Rams. So, um We'll see what's going to happen with a lot of those things. But, you know, not quite sure. I, I think that they have a winning formula in place. Anytime that you win 11 games in a year and we're not done, have the chance to go 13-3, and three, that's a Super Bowl roster. If you can go 13-3, and three, you're damn good enough to win the Super Bowl, period. Now, the playoffs are weird. Things go crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're going to cover all that. And this offseason is going to be crazy. I cannot tell you guys this enough. I've already got people working on an offseason series called Football 101, uh, where we are going to break down the every single concept, you know, starting from coverages to gaps to all this stuff, and just helping everybody understand. It's going to be a very fun one. So if you are one of those people that wants to get your son or your significant other or your daughter or whomever, uh, you want people to come join you and they're like, man, I like football. I just don't understand it. That's the concept we're going to be addressing. And we're going to do an entire video series from the ground up. And we've already got team uh, cutting up clips and putting all that stuff in place. It's crazy to say we've got a team working on this now. But uh, the 49ers Rush podcast year round, guys. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we're moving on as soon as the season's over to draft content, contract, contract work. Uh, 
it, it, we're not going anywhere. This is this podcast is going to be here for a while. So uh, appreciate that. Off season is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got you. Yeah, uh, Sherman is thirty one years old, um, and that is not that old. But for corners, it is uh, thirty one year old corners is a rarity. Now the good thing is, I'll say this: Sherman is like the equivalent of Anquan Bolden. Uh, to the wide receiver position. And what I mean by that is you have to have speed to play a corner position. Sherman doesn't have speed. <laughs> he never has had speed. He ran a 4-6 uh, at the combine. He is a physical technician, just like Anquan Bolden, and that translates. Um, I love Sherman. I, 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 a lot of people ask, you know, when are we going to move him to safety and all that kind of stuff. I do not want to see that happen. I want him staying at corner for a while, and then eventually I don't mind if he moves to the strong safety position. I do not want him as a free safety. I just don't think he has the speed there. But he does have the instincts. So this is a guy that's going to be playing for a while. Uh, very curious to see what's going to happen. Um, I like Sherman, man. He's a hell of a player. Uh, let's see here. Anything we can do to make our team better against mobile quarterbacks? Yeah, linebacker play. Uh, linebacker play against mobile quarterbacks has been rough. You go back to the Lamar Jackson game. Um, yeah, Fred Warner got burned several times. Uh, Dre Greenlaw got burned several times. Aziz Al-Shahar got burned several times. Mark Nazocha goes in because Aziz got beat twice. He gets burned. Uh, that's linebacker coaching. That's what it is. Um, so we'll have to see what's going on there. Yeah, Armstead, we talked about earlier, should as hell, been in the Pro Bowl. He's hungry. Uh, he's going to be getting paid somewhere. I hope we keep him. I really, really do. He's probably the second best defensive lineman against the run in the NFL next to Cameron Jordan um, from a defensive end perspective. And he's been great in the passing game too. Uh, ten, ten sacks. He's awesome. I uh, love the way he played. He got snubbed. And if you saw what he posted on his Twitter, he's made two comments about it already so you can tell he's pissed about it and rightfully so and he's in a contract year and he deserves to get paid he's had back-to-back great years took him a while to get going but once he finally got healthy and i'll say this we're playing him out of position he's a three technique that's what he should be playing um but yeah it, he's so good he can do anything from wherever he's special he plays the defensive end strong side uh, he even did some you know wide nine and pass situations he plays the five he plays the three he plays the one he can do it all he is an iron man out there that makes your defense better all right let's get into some grades here we go from pro football focus on the defensive side and it wasn't really that bad um, you know, Eric Armstead, who we just got through talking about, he was the number one rated player with an 81.2. He did miss a couple tackles. Uh, Sheldon Day, 24 snaps, gets a sack. What's up, big man? 77.7 grade. He had a lot of negative plays, but some also some flash plays. So you can live with that. Great job by Sheldon Day, who has uh, been in the bottom five almost the entire season. Uh, good job. 24 snaps. He goes out there and makes them count. Marcel Harris. 77.3, and if you're watching this film that's on uh, YouTube, wherever you're watching, Marcel Harris made so many positive plays. He really, really did. Uh, most of them were early on. The very first defensive series, um, Marcel Harris made three plays. <laughs> like three out of five plays were Marcel Harris. Uh, he played very, very well. Uh, and that's just kind of who he's got to be. Now, here's the thing. The worst game ever compiled by a safety in the history of John Chapman watching football was Marcel Harris versus the Rams. Uh, I think it was week 16 or week 17. It was week 17 last year. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there is no – he gave it three touchdown passes versus the Rams last year whenever he was starting at safety. So, 
Uh, we'll have to see what happens here. Uh, hopefully we get the better Marcel Harris and not the bad Marcel Harris, but he's a player to watch for sure. DJ Reed, uh, 49 snaps at the slot position. He's going to be moving back to the bench as K1 Williams is going to be healthy this week. He got a 75.5 grade, played very well. Nick Bosa came in at number five with a 74.4. Um, Again, Bosa was all over the place, and it doesn't take much. You don't have to watch too many clips to just see he jumps off the film every single damn play. He is special. Fred Warner, 73.5. Now, let's go to the opposite side. Akello Witherspoon, 40.1. And here's a fun stat for you. Akello Witherspoon was targeted nine times. He gave up nine catches for 74 yards. Um, yeah, every single time they threw it to Akello, it was caught. He had a missed tackle as well. Um, and even though the guy he was guarding caught nine times, he only had three tackles. So Akello played uh, abysmal. I, I feel like I could use the word here. It's been a while, guys. <laughs> he was abysmal. He was terrible. Emmanuel Mosley, 49. Um, he played actually a lot better, but a lot of the Julio plays, the highlight reel plays, uh, came against Emmanuel Mosley, who was much better in coverage. He just got beat by Julio Jones, which um, who doesn't? At least he was in the, the gravity. That's the thing. Akello, Garland, Julio was nowhere in phase. He was three to four yards behind him or away from him at all times. Emmanuel Mosley was always in Julio's face. He just got beat, and uh, it does seem like he will be going back to the bench this week with Sherman returning as well. Jimmy Ward, 50.3. I don't know what the hell he was doing at safety. Um several plays he was just in the wrong uh guarding grass is what i like to call uh he never flashed down to help it seems like you would definitely say where the hell is julio jones if i don't know where to go i'm just going to go to julio as the free safety he did not do that he was just stuck in the middle of the field and never really got anywhere <laughs> um really bad game just for you're not going to see him in a lot of these clips just because he was never around the ball um yeah, anyway, a bad game. Uh, Jeremiah Valoga, who only had 12 snaps, 54.5. He's doing spot duty. Uh, Kentavious Street, 11 snaps, 57.4. Solomon Thomas, 40 snaps. He played everywhere. He played three different positions, 57.8. So uh, that's what we got, and only 17 players on defense took snaps. Uh, so that's kind of what we got there. And now if we if we take a step back, and let's look at the 49ers' defensive ranks across the NFL. Uh, they're still good. They're not great anymore. Uh, we are still second and yards allowed, which is nice, but fifth. We're fifth in points allowed. We are going the wrong way. <laughs> um, again, if we just look at you know the last three weeks, which I think is very, very telling, you allow 29 points against the Falcons, 46 against the Saints, 20 versus the Ravens. And so those have caught up to us. Now we got the Rams and Seahawks. Uh, what's going to happen there? Now some good news, we're still top five in turnovers uh, with, you know, we forced 26 turnovers, 15 fumbles, and 11 interceptions. We still allow the second fewest first downs, um, fewest passing yards, fewest net yards per passing attempt, and only eight rushing touchdowns, which is fourth best in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. But this is one of those games that's literally gut check time because who are you going to be as a team? Are you going to be the team that just constantly just lets everybody play to the end of the game? Uh, three straight weeks in a row, the game coming down to the final play? Hell no. 
we need the team to put this game away which they can do against the Rams. We've seen them do this against the Rams before. Uh, you beat them 20-7 to in their own house, and now they're coming back to you. you got to shut them down. Uh, this, you know, The Rams, they, were, they went 0-13, I believe, on third and fourth downs against us last time we played. you got to recapture that. you got to step on them, and you got to let them know uh, what you're about. This is a huge statement game. Um, so really, really exciting and a great thing, too, the 49ers are going to be getting an extra day because the Seattle Seahawks, guess what? They don't play on Saturday. The Seattle Seahawks play on Sunday. So we're going to be going into that game with an extra day you know, on our belt. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Really, really excited about this week. Uh, they're playing the Cardinals on Sunday. So uh, everybody's going to be watching us. We're the primetime game of the week on Saturday. And then everybody's going to uh, – the Cardinal game is going to be kind of boring. They're the afternoon game. Um, you know, not as much implications for sure. But uh, we're going to be watching that for sure. So make sure uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We got another episode for you guys. That's going to be the scouting report, keys to victory, predictions, all that kind of stuff, bets of the week. Uh, it's usually our busiest episode. We'll be doing that tomorrow. But also just want you to understand, we're going to be live on Hot Mic. Uh, make sure we're broadcasting play-by-play for the 49ers. Head over there, uh, Hot Mic app, download it. It's on Android, everywhere. Promo code RUSH. ESF. The invite code there, uh, if you use that, it's free, R-U-S-H-E-S-F. Then you just look up John Chapman. Uh, you'll find me there, and you can join us there. It's a lot of fun. we got a chat feature uh, embedded on the player now so that you guys can ask questions, and during commercial break, I can kind of go over all that stuff there for you. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of turnout last time. Really appreciated all the support. So, again, Hot Mike, download that app. Invite code RUSH, E-S-F, R-U-S-H-E-S-F, no spaces. So, that's going to do it for us today. A uh, lot of fun. A lot of great stuff. And the 49ers, this is a huge week. We are 11-3. and We're going to the playoffs. It's been a while. This game is going to be a lot of fun because, again, we get to put our division opponent, our division rival, the Rams, uh, we get to send them home. And that is a great feeling, especially for a team that you've sat back for two years and everybody has just bowed down to how great McVay and Goff and all these guys are. Nope. Nope. We're sending you home, and we're going to get to see that this week. So really, really excited about that. Thank you guys for all the support. Uh, make sure you hit like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already done so, leave us a rate and review. That helps us as well. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.